0: hello this is pastor Corey Ehrman you're listening to my podcast I hope it blesses encourages and inspires you I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching thank you for tuning in and God bless go with me to Matthew chapter 17 we're gonna receive our offering and then I'm continuing this will be part three and final part of the gifts of the spirit tonight and I'm gonna talk about some practical stuff Because we've identified the nine gifts of the spirit the last two weeks but i want to look at i want to get into first corinthians chapter 14 and just kind of talk about talk about the the gifts of the spirit in a practical way applicable way but matthew chapter 17 i begin to share on this this morning verse 24 when they had come to capernaum those who received the temple tax came to peter and said does your teacher not pay the temple tax He said, yes, and when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him, saying, what do you think, Simon, from whom do the kings of the earth, kings of the earth, if you were to highlight or underline that, the kings of the earth, and today, you know, we don't necessarily have kings, we do have a few kings, but people think that we don't have kings, but there actually are a lot of kings, there are probably more kings today than there used to be, Uh, you know, people think that Europe is not run by European royalty, actually, through the Bilderberg Group, Europe's still run by European royalty, but you know. But kings of the earth today, of course, is very different. We're talking about really the rulers of the world system, not only in the political realm, but of course in the economic realm. And uh, you know, you got the government. You got the now, of course, you got a whole new uh, you know line of elite called the technocrats. I mean, Googles and Twitters, and you know, I mean they have so much power, especially what's happening with artificial intelligence now. It's crazy. I mean, the Lord woke me up. Now it's four weeks ago. The Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and I heard the Lord speak to me, said, study artificial intelligence. And I began to study artificial intelligence. What was happening? I did not realize how far it had gotten. It is, if you look into what's happening with AI right now, you would think we're in some kind of a end time hollywood movie but it's happening at a fast rate and it's really a part of the beast system and one of the videos i was watching and this is not even a christian or anything this is just somebody in, in technology um, you know and he was saying ai is like a hungry beast you got to feed it information the moment he said the word beast he was like i just knew in my spirit it's talking about the beast system it's really what it is it's devouring information and Of course, they've been collecting information on people for a very, very long time. You know, of course, even Facebook itself really was a psyop to really collect information. And a lot of this stuff, people don't even realize that Facebook was actually funded by CIA. You know, so, of course, they made that movie, you know, Social Network to, to tell you the story that they want you to hear. But that's really not what happened. But anyways, that's a whole other story. Uh, I already lost some of you, but that's fine, but um, the kings of the earth, so we're dealing with these rulers of the world system, and we know that principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wickedness in high places, you know, and, uh, and your average sinner, really, on the street cannot comprehend the level of wickedness that goes on at the highest levels. They cannot comprehend, you know, that's why they just think, oh, I don't want to hear it, that's just a crazy conspiracy theory or whatever, they'll just, you know because you know your average sinner can will cuss drink whatever do crazy stuff go party but I'm, we're talking about people that can will, will just literally kill hundreds of millions of people just in the blink of an eye and wouldn't even care about it their consciences are so seared um, amen let me add something to the announcements please put your phones on silent so when Doreen says that do check your phone but anyways So, I mean, this is what we're dealing with here. We're we're really the kings of the the earth. I mean, they, they don't collect customs or taxes from their own kind, right? Is it from their sons or from their strangers? And Peter said to him, from strangers, of course. Jesus said to him, then the sons are free or we are exempt. Amen. So, really the situation here was the fact that, and this is not talking about 501c3 exemption, you know. Yeah, the churches are tax exempt. That's not really what it's talking about here. Uh. <laughs> yeah, see, Jesus said, you know, churches are tax exempt. The fact of the matter that this temple tax was something that was instituted in the time of Moses, and every male at the age of twenty and above, at every census, so there would be a census, they would basically count. They were to redeem their life with a half half shekel silver. But shekel is basically, you know, a weight. Hello, somebody, help her. Help this dear lady. Thank you. Amen. So, <laughs> uh, before I was interrupted, this half shekel, they were to redeem their life with a half shekel, So, because silver is basically the price of redemption. So they were to redeem their lives Purchased their lives and with this half shekel per every male at every census and so that would be collected and it was called the temple tax And it was to be collected and used for the upkeep of the temple Or you know at the time of Moses of course it was the tabernacle later on it was the upkeep of the temple Of Solomon so this is What the tax was about but now at the time of Jesus they had turned it this into an annual tax It was not, not to be collected annually but so it was an illegal tax. It wasn't something that was authorized under the law of Moses because if it had been Jesus would have already paid it. You know, Jesus fulfilled the law. He didn't need somebody to tell him what the law was. <laughs> Do you understand me? He is the one. He is the law. He is the word in the flesh. He knows the word. He would have done it. He would have fulfilled it. But again, this was just a you know, an illegal tax and they were using it to basically enrich themselves. The Pharisees along, you know, working together um, with the tax collectors. These are not the tax collectors that collect tax for the Romans. This, these were actually tax collectors that were collecting tax. So there are levels and levels of taxes, of course, you know, just like you have federal and state and county and local, all that. So this was another layer of taxation where the Pharisees working together with this conglomerate, a cabal called the money changers. All right. You know, the money changers are the ones that Jesus confronted right there, right after the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Remember, he goes into the temple and he finds the money changers changing coins and selling and buying and selling and merchandising and, of course, ripping people off because they were basically, they had a monopoly on the market. They could drive up. And that's what we're dealing with today, really. This whole system of money is really a monopoly run by just a few people, you know. I mean, the Federal Reserve, which is not federal and has no reserves, it's a private bank. So is the European Central Bank and all the central banks. They're all private banks run basically by the same people. Yes. And so they're money changers. So what that means is one is called a dollar, the other one's called a euro. Something else is called, you know, something else. And Turkey is called the lira. But it's really just a different fiat currency and... And all the exchange rates and the valuation devaluation inflation it's all basically manipulated just like the stock market it's all manipulated right so all of this stuff is manipulated and they they were manipulators so they manipulated the system and so now they're coming to collect this tax you know because Jesus obviously had not paid it because he didn't have to neither Peter had paid it but now they're asking And what does Jesus say nevertheless lest we offend them or if you look at the says, in order not to give offense and a cause right and cause them to stumble that is to cause them to judge unfavorably and unjustly in other words unless they come against us to make trouble then look at what he says go go and he didn't say go to the bankers go to the money changers to get that special shekel he says go to the sea cast a hook amen take the first fish that comes up so he only needed one fish one hook one fish right and when you've opened its mouth you'll find a piece of money or Really, you'll find there a shekel, one shekel. That means half shekel for you, half shekel for me. Take it, give it to them to pay the temple tax for me and for yourself. So we are living in a realm, the world system, the whole money system, the whole banking. Everything is manipulated. It's monopoly. It's a monopoly. You know. And these people have figured out that if they can work together, they can actually make more money. So monopolize everything banks you know you, you look at the big banks now you know something like bank of america i think they've absorbed now over the last 25 years over 250 different banks you know they just keep and then you look at you know the big corporations and they're merging and and so they're absorbing others and and the old, you know you, you saw what happened with covid all the mom and pop and family-run businesses local businesses shut down while the big corporations are making massive record profits amazons and all the other online record profits record profits you know and so you could see because it's really about this this group of people and now they're meeting at the g7 you know they're meeting at the g7 biden was there lost looking around fe- trying to figure out where he was supposed to go but you know <laughs> and they had to take him by the hand and walk him you know I mean it it, it literally is so pathetic i mean that you know it's just it's it's just hilarious but i mean but it doesn't matter he's just a, a puppet anyways the puppet masters are the money changers you know the puppet masters behind the scenes are the ones that run the money supply and the whole money system you know and even the world economic forum is just another face what's behind all of them really is the world's banking system now what we're dealing with another banking system being formed it's actually been formed for a while called the BRICS you know and Russia China they're actually forming their own banking system parallel and outside of what we know to be the global banking system you know so the central banks of every nation private banks run by corporations of you know stockholders as a, a for-profit business bank So think about this i mean you you look at really honestly the whole system is illegal look at it. the whole system is actually unconstitutional you know i mean and the federal reserve is actually the third central bank of the united states the first two were chartered for 20 years and the charter ran out at the end of the each charter running out there was a war you know and the second central bank was actually shut down by andrew jackson old hickory if you go to his tombstone in, in, in Tennessee, it says, Jackson, he said, put, my, put on my tombstone. He killed the bank because he, he said that the, the bankers were more dangerous to American sovereignty and to the people than foreign armies with weapons. So really, the money system is a weaponization of power with these wicked people because money is their power. Money is like their anointing. In the natural that's how they everything's done through their money but so but God never set up this money system you know God blessed his people right you look at Genesis 1 28 and God blessed them saying be fruitful multiply replenish the earth subdue it have dominion over everything on the earth and then God Gave them seed. He said, Behold, I give you seed, for you it shall be for food. So God created the law of seed time and harvest time. Later on, this parallel system called the economy of mammon, this man made economy of the parallel system, the parallel kingdom, set up what we have today as the banking and money system. And of course, you know, the money used to be backed by gold and silver. I I have a whole bunch of gold and silver certificates of old i mean from 60, to 80 years ago but of course now we have total fiat money there is no gold there's nothing of real value that backs up the money it's just money is created out of thin air it's called fiat money and the word fiat in latin means let there be so when just like god said let there be light these bankers say let there be money they literally will push a button and create money every time you go to take out a loan money is created Because they're loaning out money that does not even exist. People think that the banks have all these reserves and they're loaning money out of the reserves. They are not. And actually, at the height of the banking collapse in 2000, the mortgage collapse in 2007, there were some banks that were loaning up to 80 times what they had in reserves. Because it's called fractional reserve banking, it's money multiplication. So you have this Federal Reserve, they just create this money. And of course it's all debt to the american people because according to the constitution the congress actually has the right to to coin money in gold and silver it's in the constitution but now we have the third charter of the federal reserve that was passed in 1913 the charter actually has already run out it's never been audited but nobody dares touch it that's how wicked the system is and so you know of course, the first central bank, the, the, the second central bank, they were called central banks, but now they're wised up to change the name to call the Federal Reserve. Yeah. And so if you actually look on the paper, if you still can find paper, now that paper can still be found, there'll be a time when there won't be any paper, but it's called the Federal Reserve Note. Yeah. And it's a note, it's an IOU. Now, in the old days, the serial number on the paper actually matched, it was called a certificate number. It actually matched the serial number of gold or silver that was in deposit at the treasury of the United States. It was the people's wealth, people's money, the nation's money, the nation's wealth. That's where the serial numbers come from. So you can actually take a silver or gold certificate and exchange it for an amount of silver or gold. But then came the new deal through fdr and they actually it was illegal to have gold in america they forced all the american people to sell their gold to the government i think it was 11 dollars an ounce or something and so of course you know people were you know still hiding gold or whatever but all the gold was confiscated you know and people think that there's gold in fort knox it's not it's all in switzerland it's all been moved offshore that's why switzerland is like the untouchable country and swiss are the most armed people on the planet so i mean i'm kind of getting into something here but no because here's what i'm trying to tell you because this system is so rigged and the system is so corrupt most people don't understand it so i i'm here to just stir your thought because we can't operate you can see when peter needed that shekel jesus did not send him to the bankers hey because People, people think that government creates money. Government does not create money. Congress already turned over that power to the Federal Reserve by signing the Federal Reserve Act. On Christmas Eve, when most of them were away, which of course the, act was actually, the Federal Reserve Act was actually written by the bankers. Paul Warburg actually wrote the whole thing. They met in Jekyll Island, Georgia. You know, the devil went down to Georgia. Paul Warburg and Kuhn and Loeb, Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, and Jacob Schiff—these were the five Jewish bankers that met, and basically the money changers, the same Jewish money changers. I think the, you know the sons of the same devilish Jewish money changers of the time of Jesus that, that had him crucified. Because you know the moment he touched the money is when they wanted to kill him. If you think about it, they didn't want to kill him when he was preaching and healing the sick they persecuted him but the moment he touched the money they plotted to kill him and guess what how do you think they bribed Judas with the same shekel 30 shekels so the same scam same bribery scam everything continues nothing has changed so they they actually met and they had this one senator senator Aldridge whose son married into the Morgan family So they met in the secret place in Jekyll Island, Georgia in 1912. And they concocted this whole plan for the Federal Reserve, the Third Central Bank of the United States. They gave it to Senator Aldridge. He brought it to the Senate. And it was passed through. And of course, they needed to have a president to sign off on it. So they found, um, uh, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. He was the president of Princeton University. uh, come on, somebody help me. Who Remember American history? I keep wanting to say Coolidge, but it's not. No, 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 no. Somebody Google quickly. I'm drawing a blank on the name. No, come on. The guy that got us into World War I. I'm usually good with names, and I'm drawing a blank on this one. Come on, somebody Google it. Huh? Wilson? Woodrow Wilson. Yes, thank you. Woodrow Wilson. He was backed by the <laughs> Democrat at the time. He was backed by the money changers and they promoted him and everything. So he won the presidency and he signed off on it on Christmas Eve. And the American people woke up the next day with all the power of the people's money given over to a private bank. And then of course they passed uh, a, constitutional, a constitutional amendment to institute the federal income tax in 1914. So there was no federal income tax until 1914 and the federal income tax was actually the collateral for the, the money for the bankers, that was the deposit. And the federal income tax, about 98% of it just goes straight to the bankers and about maybe two percent of it actually goes into administrative purposes so the whole thing really if you look at it from a constitutional perspective it's totally illegal but try to fight that i ain't paying you know i'm not paying the taxes guess what you are going to deal with you're going to deal with the tax collectors they're going to show up with their records so i mean so pastor what do i do pay the stupid taxes Give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give unto God what belongs to God. Pay your tithe, bring your offerings, and then pay your taxes. Well, what happens if I don't have the tax money? God will put the tax money in the fish's mouth. But the story here is really about supernatural provision outside of the system. So, back in 2010, I've been preaching this since 2010. Because the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and said, money changers. And I begin to study it. And the Lord just gave me, started to give me all the down ha- And I haven't preached this in a while. I'll only preach it when I feel the Holy Ghost on it. Otherwise, people just stare at me. <laughs> okay, I get a blank stare. But I'm preaching this because we are now facing another banking crisis. Yeah. Right? Silicon Valley Bank and the Dominoes. And then now, of course, June 1st is the deadline Because right now the U.S. government is out of money, and of course they're fighting in D.C. Everybody's trying to get their cut. The whole negotiation about is how much pork we can put into the bills and whatever. So Congress has to raise the debt ceiling, which they always do, usually at the last minute, the last day. But if if this time somehow they don't raise the debt ceiling, you know what happens? America is bankrupt. America cannot pay its debts, and so it's a game, and so there's a lot of people out there, and if you are not aware of it, uh, ignorance is bliss, ha, 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 just go drink your coffee, watch American Idol, whatever you do, but I mean, I mean, but the reality is here in about 10 days, we are facing a pretty critical situation, and... And the idea is for them to crash the US dollar, change the world's reserve currency, and now you got this other parallel system. So you can see now, but they, they're, they're on both sides. The money changers actually are on both sides. You know, they fund China and Russia on one side and the West on the other side because they got to have the two dogs fighting each other. Yeah, right. You know, uh, you take a jar, put a hundred black ants in it, and a hundred red, red ants in it. They'll get along just fine, no problem. You take the jar and you begin to shake it, the ants will start to attack. The red ants think the black ants are the enemy, and the black ants think the red ants are the enemy, and they'll start killing each other. That's right. yeah. But the ants are not the problem. The one who shook the jar is the problem. So they're shaking the jar all the time. They're shaking the jar with racial tensions, they're shaking the jar with all kinds of stuff. They shake the jar, you know, to get the Democrats and the Republicans fighting and everything, whatever, the two sides of the same snake, you know, the two heads of the same snake most of the time, you know, because they're just all in on the same deal. I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's just, you know, they just want people fighting because while they fight, you know, they take everything. I mean, you know, uh, Hitler, such an evil man. What about King Leopold who literally had... Close to 20 million Africans murdered so that he can take all the gold in Congo. Nobody even knows about King Leopold, does he? He's hailed as some kind of a hero. Hitler is the most evil you know, ruler ever. I'm not saying Hitler wasn't evil. But what about King Leopold? Close to 20 to 25 million Africans just butchered and murdered and mutilated. Because Congo is really... He was a Belgian king run by you know, the Belgian Congo... I mean, Congo is actually the wealthiest nation on earth in terms of natural resources. They, Congo is so wealthy, but you go to Cong, Congo, some of the poorest people, yeah. and they've had nothing but wars and wars and wars, tribal wars and, and, and military uh, you know, uh, 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 rulers and warlords fighting each other, killing each other, just to get everybody to kill each other. Get, just get everybody. Pro- proxy wars. Just get it, shake the jar, get the, the red ants killing the black ants and black ants killing the, the, the red ants and get the black people fighting with the white people, get the genders fighting, get this fighting, that fighting. Just so they want everybody to fight. And it shocks me how many people in the church want to fight each other. I mean, church should be the most unified place. And I've never seen so many Christians fighting it's just the devil shaking the jar to create strife and offense and and disagreements and disunity so everybody's fighting and confusion comes in God is not the author of confusion he's the author of peace where there's peace there's always gonna be prosperity see in this place I will give peace and prosperity Haggai chapter 2 I'll shake all the nations I'll shake the heavens and all the nations I'll shake the earth and I'll release my glory the silver is mine the gold is mine I'll fill my house with glory the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the glory of the former house he says in this place where the glory of God is I will give peace and prosperity And the devil knows if he can get everybody fighting and striving he'll strip them all he'll take all the money he'll keep people in poverty this is why i have a passion to preach what i'm preaching this is not about an offering i have a passion because i have a revelation that burns in my belly that I've got to preach this because I see I know the tactics and I know the strategies of the evil one how he wants to come and turn everybody against each other and, and get everybody confused and boxing shadow boxing you know and, and just just fighting an enemy that doesn't even exist when the real enemy is behind the scenes and so we we are in we are in a intense spiritual warfare and you look at much of the church they think it's just a picnic you know come to church for your one hour grab your latte we got cotton candy we're going to watch a movie from disney a 20 minute little uh, sermonette uh, three points and then the guy has to stand here and they got an x marks the spot he stands there he even has practiced the pose and the whole thing is scripted they know what camera angle and i mean i This is church in America. And everybody's like, la, 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 la. They're literally in la-la land. They have no revelation. No clue what's going on. We are in an intense spiritual warfare of the last days. And it's going to get even more intense. And people have no clue. They're not even ready for what's coming. That's what happened in 2010. The Lord woke me up in the middle of the night. And right before that, three months before that, I was preaching, and I had an open vision. Actually, I had two open visions in the pulpit. First open vision I had was in 2005, and the second one I had was 2009. 2005, I got up right at the end of, like, worship I do. I got in the pulpit, and there was an open vision. It was like a curtain was pulled away, right? We've been talking about the gifts of the Spirit. All right, like a curtain's pulled away, and I saw. What is that? discerning of spirits i saw into the realm of the spirit i saw the ground opened up all over the world like cracks just ground cracked open and these creatures demons just just hordes and hordes of demons just going out all over the world just spreading everywhere and i heard the voice of the lord and he said to me the end time spirit of deception that will lead people into that strong delusion has been released Now, what is that? That's a word of knowledge. knowledge. And also a word of wisdom, in a sense, because it's also about the future. So it was a gift the gifts of the Spirit, revelation gifts, right? Revelation gifts. So I had an open vision. It lasted about 10 seconds, and then boom, it was like the curtain closed, and I was right back to seeing the people in the church. Then in 2009, I got up in the pulpit. I had another open vision. This time curtain pulled away I saw dark clouds just covering the earth and as the dark clouds would cover the earth and people would just get swallowed up by these clouds and they were just in panic running around screaming just shouting and panic lost screaming and agony and torment like what's going on what's going on everybody was lost and then I heard the voice of the Lord saying those who live by information in these last days will not survive Those who live by revelation in these last days will overcome. Many are not ready for what's coming because gross darkness shall cover the earth. But the glory of the Lord shall rise upon those that have revelation. Because revelation is light. Illumination of the Spirit of God. Light. The entrance of your word brings light. When you have light in the darkness, you're not lost. When you don't have light, when you don't have revelation in darkness, you're just lost as a goose in a thunderstorm. I mean, because you're just, just in panic, you just lost, you're indoctrinated, you're influenced by the propaganda, and you're just living by information. And that's what all of this is about, information, constant barrage of information, constant bombardment of in- information. It's not even news anymore. It's just propaganda. And we have the illusion of all these different news channels, but they preach the same thing. Because they're run by about three different people. So all these different news channels, newspapers, news outlets, what we call mainstream media. But it's really just run by the same cabal. They're all connected. You know, they're all connected. The technology is connected now. The big pharma is connected. The big government is connected. The military industrial complex thats being pumped billions and billions of dollars for all the wars. I mean how much money did we spend on the war on terror? Does anybody even know? I mean it's close to it's over a trillion. Has anything changed? No, nothing has changed because there was really never a war on terror. The real terror is the ones that are waging the war the the, the and the the, the the ones that are being terrorized are the people. It's the it's the precious people of Ukraine that suffer. It's always the people that suffer. Same thing in Turkey. It's, we've had so many wars, and all. It's always the war in there, over there in Armenia with, between Armenia and Azerbaijan, and everything. I mean, it's it's the puppet masters pull industry. It's the people that suffer. It's the people that die. It's the people that are impoverished. So that's what we're dealing with. It's wickedness in the highest places, and most people cannot comprehend that there are actually people that would sit around a table. And strategize to murder hundreds of millions of people so that they can fill their coffers with billions and billions of dollars she okay well take her outside and see what help her out and deal with her and see what 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 she needs Go, go pray with her go 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 Doreen go go see what's happening hallelujah so we're dealing with this crazy stuff and most people have no no revelation churches have no revelation christians have no revelation this stuff is never preached have you heard anybody preach this stuff hardly i mean why because it's just like they themselves don't even know I was sitting with a couple of pastors, talking to them about this, and he goes, oh, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. He said, "He, he just that, that, that's just, just, just too much. I, I just don't want to hear it. And that, that's what we deal with. But, you know, there, there is sort of an awakening in the sense that now this information or this revelation is getting out. But then here's the other thing. Now you got all these people, you know, I tell you right now, thank God that the Lord didn't give me all this stuff first, because I wouldn't know what to do with it. You know, he gave me the fire of God. He gave us revival, flowed in revival for many, many years. and Then he added this on top of it. And then somebody said, well, what has that got to do with revival? Are you leaving revival now to go into this other stuff? No, no. Actually, this, if you don't have the foundation of revival, you would know how to handle any of this information then you know I mean it's wonderful to have all this information but then what well here's here's the answer Jesus spoke to Peter take a hook go catch a fish open its mouth you'll find a shekel and you're gonna work outside of that system and and here's supernatural because I mean think about this what is that that's a word of wisdom that's a gift of the Spirit Jesus is speaking it's a word of wisdom That Jesus, operating by the anointing, because remember, everything Jesus did in the ministry was by the anointing. He didn't do that stuff because he was Jesus. He did it because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. Because he didn't perform any miracles until the age of 30 when he started the ministry. It was at the age of 30 when he was baptized with the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Then he goes into the wilderness 40 days and comes out of the wilderness, empowered by the Holy Ghost. Then you, you know, and then he goes into the synagogue and says, Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, right? And then he talks about the anointing came on him, and that's when he started his ministry. And for three and a half years, he had an earthly ministry all done by the anointing. And when he was leaving, he said, I'm going to be leaving you, but I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm going to be out of here, but I carried the anointing. Now I'm going to give all of you the anointing, right? The same spirit is going to be upon you. The Holy Spirit will be with you, the spirit of truth. He will lead you and he will guide you. He will show you things to come. So that is is the only advantage we have. The church without the Holy Ghost is lost. No different than the people in the world just in the dark clouds, ah, running around in panic. We saw that in COVID. Many churches shut down. They didn't know what to do. We never shut down we never lost one person we had a strategy we knew how to deal with it we put machines in and we did all the things that we needed to do in the natural we kept track of what was going on we immediately put people on the silver bullet protocol i don't know if i say this if i'm going to get blocked on youtube i don't really care but hydroxychloroquine and all the things that we needed to do and and everything was fine And, and the virus wasn't what, what it was made out to be. It really even wasn't about the virus. It was about the vaccine anyways. Just to get ev- it was just to get everybody vaccinated. That was the hook. They have a hook too. They'll hook you in if you believe their lies. But if you're operating by the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Truth... He will protect you from what's error. And what's happening now in the financial realm, this is very, very current. Because they're trying to crash the dollar so they can roll in the central bank digital currencies and go to a cashless society where there will be programmable money. Digital money means more control. You can't go to the bank and pull out paper and put it under your bed. And if they don't like what you do, they can literally freeze the accounts. You saw what happened there in in Canada. They froze the bank accounts of all the truckers, so they wouldn't be able to access their money, they wouldn't be able to get gas, all that kind of stuff. It's all control. And 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 it's it's happening. I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm trying to wake you up to realize this is ain't gonna get any better. This is it's not gonna get any easier, but I mean for the world, but for the church, it's gonna be it's going to become more powerful though the ones that operate by the anointing we will never ever be without a solution the holy ghost will always lead his people the holy ghost will always lead his people into victory into provision no matter what you're facing man all of a sudden here come here come the tax collectors what do i do they want their money go catch a fish open its mouth you'll find the shekel pay them off get them off our back Jesus didn't have to pay that but he wasn't gonna argue with them either some you got to pick your battles wisely there's certain battles you don't need to fight pay them off get them off our back we got to be about our mission and what the, the world system wants us to be focused on money and not the mission Do you understand me they want you to be focused on money we are to be focused not on money but on the mission so when you're focused on the mission the money will come I don't care what it is it's if it's digital it's even easier God can just put a bunch of just put just just money can just appear in your account It might be go open an account at the fish bank and then a shekel will show up in it. I mean, if you think about it, that's basically what happened. So it doesn't matter what form the money takes. Because, you know, the money as we know it now in paper form has only been around 300 years. I mean, people used all kinds of stuff for money in the past. Seashells and... I mean, money is just a medium of exchange. Whatever people agreed for it to be that was legal tender was used for money. They even used cow dung in Africa, some places for money. They use, for 700 years, they used tally sticks in England. Longer than what we actually know to be paper money. Think about that, tally sticks. The first shares of the Bank of England were purchased with tally sticks. It's in the Museum of London. You can go, you can see it, it's a big piece of stick with notches cut in it. The king had a stick in the treasury, cut a bunch of notches in it to say, okay, this is 100, this is 1,000. They cut it in half. He kept one half in the treasury, circulated the other half into the economy. Somebody would say, well, why? who the heck would want to use a piece of stick when the king says that's the only way to pay my taxes and that's the only way to buy and sell in my kingdom, you're going to need it. And the day will come, they'll say, the only way to buy and sell will be you take this mark of the beast. And people will take it. Because that will be the only legal tender available. And if you don't use it and you try to do something else with it, then you become a criminal. And it says, they'll behead you. But we won't be here. That's why I preached on our our blessed hope, the rapture, on Wednesday, because we're going to be getting out of here. You need to go listen to that because I'm telling you, because all of these are spoken by the Holy Ghost. We're leaving in the rapture. We're not around for the mark of the beast unless you backslid. You backslide and you go live in the world, then you might miss the rapture. That's what I'm saying. Don't miss the rapture. Because there will be people that will miss the rapture. They'll probably even have church on Sunday morning, not realizing that they missed the rapture. The preacher will be there. The band will be there. And the building will still be filled with probably some people because I pray that's not the case, but it probably is going to be because Jesus said five wise and five foolish. So is it possible that half of the church is not ready? Is that really prophetic? Is that just a parable or is it really literal that jesus is trying to say say the half of the church will not be ready he says one will be taken one will be left two will be plowing in the field one will be taken one will be left that's 50 50. so i am not i am not staying You better watch yourself that's what I mean I'm saying these are tricky times Jesus said many will be deceived in these last days many will be deceived many will be offended the love of many will grow cold that means their hearts will become hard for the problems and the the, 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 the tribulations that will come in the last days and the and there'll be the birth pains So we're seeing the birth pains you know i mean because i i get calls pastor what's going to happen is the dollar going to crash and what are we going to do and i mean think about this what will happen you think we're going to have to close the church no you think this this church is funded by fiat currency no it's funded by faith it's funded by faith the ministry is funded by faith it's not funded by fiat it's funded by faith as long as we have faith we'll still keep going And whatever we need the Lord will provide and if I have to go to the pond to put down a hook then I'll do that but it won't be that it'll be another strategy the Lord will have to give us a, we have to have a word from the Lord and I mean you're going to need to operate in the gifts of the spirit why do you think I'm preaching on the gifts of the spirit because the gifts of the spirit especially the three revelation gifts you're going to need the revelation gifts you're going to need the power gifts the gift of faith the working of miracles also if you think about it see just in that story right there there are multiple gifts of the spirit okay they come to Peter asking for the money when Peter comes to Jesus Jesus knows by a word of knowledge. They're asking for the temple tax, aren't they? That's a word of knowledge. How did Jesus know? By the Holy Spirit, a word of knowledge. Supernatural information about the past or the present. And then he gives him a strategy, a word of wisdom. Put down a hook. Take the first fish you catch. Look in its mouth. You'll find one shekel. Go pay your half. Go pay my half. That's a word of wisdom. Now he has to go do something. He didn't say just sit there, open your arms, and a shekel is going to fall. He, Peter actually had to go, and now the working of miracles comes into play. The gift of faith comes on Peter. He goes, he has to work this. He still has to put down that one hook. He still has to catch that one fish. He still has to open the mouth of that one fish. And guess what happens there is that shekel a miracle what's a miracle supernatural money whatever they create to be money if it's a shekel then he'll give you the shekel at the time there was no crypto there was no federal reserve note there was no mexican peso they had shekels That was the currency, so God put a shekel in the fish's mouth. Amen. So we're going to start to see some supernatural money. God's going to create money. But it has to be for a purpose. It can't be just like, I'm just going to pray and God's going to put a bunch of money in my account. And I'm going to go and just live in Fiji. It's for a mission. It's for a mission. It's for, it's for the mission, the gospel. It's to it's fund the end-time harvest. It's to fund the, fund the kingdom. And so there will be supernatural money. I've seen manifestation of supernatural money a few times in our personal lives and ministry not at the level that I'm expecting that's going to have to happen, but there's going to be some supernatural money that's going to manifest. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, read the story. Isn't that supernatural manifestation of money? Yes. Yeah. God created that shekel. What well, do you think? It fell out of somebody's pocket that was swimming, fell out of their swimming shorts, and the fish swallowed it? No. God supernaturally put but peter still had to get involved it's called the working of miracles it's called the working he still had to work that miracle there's supernatural money coming by the anointing but this can only happen to people that are led by the spirit can't be led by their head they have to be led by the spirit of god because the spirit of god is going to speak through the gifts of the spirit to supernaturally empower the church. That's our advantage. See, that's why the enemy attacks the gifts of the Spirit, baptism in the Holy Spirit, he attacks tongues, and he's completely stripped the church of the weapons that the church has. Because that's our supernatural armor. And the church is out there trying to wear Saul's armor when it's really just gonna be a simple sling and a simple stone that's gonna take out Goliath. And it's gonna to have to be by the anointing but you're gonna to have to learn to operate by the anointing this is why the gifts of the spirit is our advantage Amen. this is what puts us over the top that's why the enemy attacks this that's why the church now you got churches that are totally against tongues totally against prosperity and you got preachers going and hanging out with the World Economic Forum being funded by them to come back and to indoctrinate the church with doctrines of devils. It is happening as we speak. This is no conspiracy theory. This is reality. It's not the first time that it's happened either. Happened back in the 50s when the Rockefeller Foundation began to fund many of the American seminaries to bring in liberal theology, to take the power of God, to raise up all these clergy... That didn't believe in the power of the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the Spirit. And a whole generation was raised up. But you know what? God countered it. You know, you know how he countered it? With the voice of healing revival in the 50s. Then they brought another wave of it. You know how God countered it? The charismatic revival in the 70s. They brought another wave in the 80s. How did God counter it? Huh? With the word of faith, preaching of faith. They tried it again in the 90s. How did God counter it? Outpouring of the Spirit of God. Joy, power, fire. They're doing it again. Guess how God's going to counter it? The final outpouring of the Spirit of God. What we call the great awakening. And the devil doesn't have this thing all wrapped up with a bow tie. He thinks it's, it's all it's it's in the bank got it nope that's what he thought when he crucified Jesus got it then he comes from out from the grave God's always got a trick up his sleeve and the devil's the devil can't see it coming he plays right into it go ahead crash the dollar go ahead bring in the central bank digital currencies We serve El Shaddai. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not moved by it. So said, we're just down to the last five loaves and two fish. What are we going to do? Oh, we're going to feed 5,000 families. And we're going to have 12 baskets left over. So you better start believing in this stuff now before you need it. Because it might be too late then. And a bunch of those people that didn't like it and criticized it, they'll come running back here. Corey, what was that again you were talking about? I didn't like that. It offended me, but how did that work? Tell me about that power of seed again. That really offended me. I just thought you were trying to get my money I don't need your money I got supernatural money no I'm serious this is the stuff we have to deal with I'm trying I'm here trying to prepare the church and I feel like I'm the voice of one crying out in the wilderness Preaching to a remnant. But if we showed a Disney movie, probably pack out the place. And the ushers dress up in Disney characters so the kids can come and take pictures. It'd be a nice attraction, entertainment. It's coming again it's happening christmas uh, summer at the movies it'll come july wait till july when the lowest month of the church attendance they'll, they'll have all the gimmicks again and i'll be preaching this again he cannot comprehend you cannot even comprehend right that they will show movies at church just to get people to church do you even comprehend this? If you mentioned this in Armenia, what would they say? They just, they can't even comprehend something like this could be done in church. It's not even acceptable. You cannot even comprehend it. No comprehendo. No concept. When I, when I talk about it in Turkey, people are like, what do you mean? I said, I mean exactly what I said. They, they'll show like a Marvel movie. And they'll have the Marvel characters in the lobby so the kids can come take pictures with them. And, and then um, they'll have popcorn and ice cream. What will happen to these people? Because Iron Man ain't going to show up to save them from the bankers. I- Wonder Woman ain't coming. There's no Superman. There's no Cape Crusader coming to your rescue. You better have the Holy Ghost. You better have the fire of God. You better know how to move by faith. You better know how to pray in tongues and get a word from the Holy Ghost. Get a word from God and start moving in power. That's the only thing that's going to make it. Aquaman ain't coming. There ain't no little mermaids. There's a lot of little devils you're going to be dealing with. There's no Justice League coming to the rescue. There are no Avengers to protect the planet. Come out of your little bubble. You better know how to pray. Pray provision in in the Holy Ghost. You better know how to pray. You better know how to pray. Most churches don't even have prayer meetings anymore. A lot of them just stopped having prayer meetings a long time ago. We have a weekly prayer meeting. Every Tuesday we pray. We should be praying every day. I remember the prayer meeting right after COVID hit. I am like 120, 30 people show up for a prayer meeting next week it was like 100 week after that 80 week after that 60 by about the fourth fifth week it was like 30 people do the the the, the, the things have to get tough for people to pray come on people so the gifts of the spirit You'll find, you'll find, when you open its mouth, you will find a shekel. You will find a shekel. That's a strategy. That's a divine strategy. That's a word of wisdom. That's That's one of the gifts of the Spirit. Here's what you do. Step one, go to the lake, go to the sea, go to the lake. Step two, get a hook. Step three, put it in. Step four, and it's funny. It says a hook. didn't even say put a worm on the hook either. But pull out the first fish. Step four, pull out the first fish. Step five, open its mouth. Step six, you'll find a shekel. I will give you specific instructions to bring you into that place of provision where you'll be able to operate outside of the system I'm praying every day right now I'm praying every day this afternoon I was just praying Lord I'm yielded I I need to hear from you with what's coming I want to be one step ahead of the enemy I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to be in a place where I'm dealing with some petty nonsense because the enemy will just bring all kinds of pity, petty nonsense to get you just focused on some other things. Come on, you know what I'm talking about here, right? You're chasing after all the little foxes that spoil the vine. He'll get you chasing after the little foxes here, little foxes there, running around all over the place, and then he'll just get you distracted to, to where you won't be able to hear the voice of God. It's too important right now. Too important. It could be a matter of life and death for somebody not to hear the voice of God. You better be filled with the Holy Ghost. You better be praying in tongues every day. You better be in the Word every day. You better be alert. You better be on your best. Alert. Alert with the Holy Ghost ready ready for the promptings because he could come just like that he can wake you up in the middle of the night and speak to you give you a strategy he can warn you do this do that pull your money out of this put your money here go buy this go do this and he'll give you strategies we are gonna need strategies Because these people are strategizing right now at the g7 they're strategizing demonic strategies are being concocted they're doing it right now and later next month will be the bilderberg group they'll be strategizing there again end of may early june i think whenever wherever they're meeting we don't know what they call themselves but called the Bilderberg Group because their first meeting was in 1957 at the Bilderberg Hotel in the Netherlands at the Hague, the Hague. I went and stood in front of it when I was preaching in Holland. I said, that's the Bilderberg Hotel where they met. They came up with the whole plan for the European Union led by the European Royalty. So all of these things, and then, you know, and then in, in July, they'll have the, the bohemian grove. They'll gather there. They're always meeting and strategizing. People think that evil is random. It's very organized. Yeah. Unfortunately, many times they're more organized than the church. Because yeah. they, they, they argue over stupid things. I got an email, or we got a phone call. How do you baptize? Do you baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus, or do you baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost? I mean, that's where people are at. Do you sprinkle or do you dunk? I mean, why do you have a video wall? Why do you have to preach on the offering every service? <laughs> Why are people laughing? Why are people falling? I mean, that's what we're dealing with. And, and these are the people who are going to get a divine strategy and, and break through and overcome the enemy. I mean, give me a break. They can't even get off of their couch on a Sunday morning. But they know everything. The best quarterbacks are not the ones playing in the NFL, they're the ones sitting in the big lazy boy. They know he shouldn't have made that throw. Let's put you out there. With a 300 pound dude running full blown at you, about to take your head off, see how you react. You got about 1.2 seconds. The best preachers are never the ones in church. They're on Facebook. I run a... I run a prophetic... (laughs) Facebook group. can't submit to any authority, sitting on Facebook, all they do is criticize, and they run a prophetic Facebook group. (laughs) This is getting good tonight. I'm glad I came. Hallelujah. (laughs) He's an apostle. He's got six people meeting in his garage. Some churches are still online. Some never have never reopened. This anointing, the one that fills you with joy, the one that puts you on the carpet, is the same anointing through which the strategies will come. Is this too much? Should I go back to, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Because we want to raise up powerful Christians that are going to be advancing the kingdom. They're going to be ready to break through. No matter what the circumstances are. No matter who comes to collect. They'll have a strategy from heaven. They'll operate by divine wisdom. Amen. They'll operate by the leading of the Holy Spirit. They'll be one step ahead of the enemy. They'll have supernatural information. They'll have supernatural provision and they'll be able to overcome the circumstances through supernatural empowerment and they'll do things by the anointing amen Amen. Amen. hallelujah so this is why the gifts of the spirit will be vital vital in this hour operating in the gifts of the spirit The bible tells us to earnestly desire the spiritual gifts These are given to profit us all. It's our advantage. See, when you're fighting the enemy in the flesh, you don't stand a chance. But when you're fighting the enemy in the anointing, he doesn't stand a chance. That's why the enemy is always trying to get Christians out of the anointing. we have a whole church out there that's been stripped naked without their spiritual armor no weapons of warfare the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they're mighty in God powerful for the pulling down of strongholds to refute imaginations to refute to refute every false teaching an ideology that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and so be prayerful learn how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit learn how to tap into that wisdom that's going to come from the Holy Spirit because he's got a strategy when you he's gonna give you a strategy on how to break through in your city he's got a strategy for that city yes in the natural it's tough He sent you there, he put you there, and you're going to break through in Yerevan, Armenia. But you know what? you got to be ready to completely be different. Like, do things like you've never done before. And even when he speaks to you, it might be so unique, so out of the box, you have to be willing to obey. Amen. See, people think that some Christians just have more favor than others. No, they are more obedient than others. That's why they have more favor. They're just more obedient. And especially because what happens is we get used to doing something a certain way. But we have to be willing to do things differently. And the gifts of the Spirit will not work if you're stuck. If you're stuck in one way of doing things. I mean Peter he's a fisherman isn't that interesting that Jesus sends Peter to catch a fish but with a hook he used nets he was always he always thought to get a big catch I have to have a net now Jesus says I don't want you to use a net I want you to use a hook I was meditating on that the Holy Ghost showed me that this was so different it was actually a a paradigm shift for Peter to use a hook and just get only one fish so what what kind of word is he gonna give you that's going to cause you to have a paradigm shift to think outside of the box Ah, Lord I'm just used to I always just use the net no I don't want you to use a net Do you see how that worked? What do you mean, a hook? Come on. Shouldn't I go with a net? No. Go with a hook. Because it's not your big net that's going to put you over the top. It's the big miracle that I'm going to do in your obedience that's going to put you over the top. It's a supernatural dimension that will come just because you obey. No, I'm not going to use a hook. I'll just go back. I'll try a net. Okay, you're on your own. So, what is that hook? What is that thing that he's going to tell you to do? It will seem simple. Really? A hook? One fish? Seriously? A sling? And a smooth stone, seriously? Yeah, that's what's gonna take our Goliath. Because the Holy Ghost is gonna take that smooth stone and guide it with laser precision and stick it right between the eyes. I don't have much of a skill. I'm good with a sling. That's enough. Moses, go. Go stand before Pharaoh. I don't have anything. You got a staff. You mean this wooden stick? Oh yeah. Go with that. What do I do with it? Throw it down turns into a snake. And Janice and Jembris goes, oh, you can do that? We can do that too. They throw down their staff. It turns into a snake. Okay, Lord, now I have one snake, but they got two snakes. What do I do? Wait. (laughs) Your snake will eat their snake. It's usually just what you have in your hand, but it's... The anointing in the combination of what you have in your hand and just your simple obedience. All right, now we're at the Red Sea. What do we do? Here comes a word of wisdom. Stretch out your staff. And then here's now the working of miracles as the Red Sea parts. And God's people cross on dry land. God on, God not only parted the sea, he dried the land. <laughs> Cuz can you imagine trying to cross with mud <laughs> instantly dry land. The Bible is full of miracles of the supernatural hallelujah Lord, we ran out of wine what did we do uh, fill the water pots with water that's a word of wisdom go serve it then now comes the miracle they still had to fill they start to serve the working of miracles so these are all gifts of the spirit in operation when you read the gospels identify the different nine gifts of the spirit in operation when you read the book of acts identify the different nine gifts of the spirit in operation you will see the nine gifts of the spirit in operation throughout the gospels throughout the old testament amen hallelujah To the shunammite woman this time next year you'll embrace a son that's a word of wisdom supernatural information about the future and it happened it came to pass so the the gifts of the spirit these need to become like our normal way of operating they're supernatural but that's our normal way that's how we operate we are are to operate by the gifts of the Spirit and the more you pray in tongues the more you'll be able to operate in the gifts of the Spirit I'm just gonna merge the two messages and then and then just receive the offering at the end and pray for people but Just go to First Corinthians chapter 14. We went through First Corinthians 12. I'm not going to repeat it, but First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts. It says, eagerly pursue and seek to acquire. Earnestly desire and cultivate spiritual endowments and gifts especially that you may prophesy which means speaking by by an utterance in the spirit for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to man but to god now again this is also very important think about this does not speak to man speaks to god talks about the two realms does not communicate information in the natural but receives revelation in the supernatural because which realm are you connecting to speaking in tongues connects you to the realm of the spirit because it's a gift of the spirit it's a utterance in the spirit so it connects you to the spirit realm and what happens from there no one understands him jump on cnn and speak in tongues they have no clue what you're saying However, in the the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now, this is powerful. Look at the Amplified. For no one understands or catches his meaning, because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things, not obvious to the understanding. So this is not information. It's revelation. So when you pray in tongues, you'll begin to get revelation. You want to tap into revelation? Pray in tongues amen but he who prophesies speaks edification exhortation and comfort to men and the prophecy means to interpret the divine will and purpose in inspired preaching and teaching so prophesying is not always going around saying thus saith the Lord it's actually what I'm doing is prophetic preaching I'm I'm prophesying my message many of the times I'm actually prophesying a message or a teaching because people just think that prophecy means just somebody giving somebody a word you can prophesy an entire message what it means is it's just speaking by the Spirit of God he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself but he who prophesies edifies the church tongues is for your edification prophecies for the edification of the church so most of my preaching is prophetic preaching. Amen. I mean, it's crazy. You know, we had a person leave the church because we're not prophetic enough. And it's just no clue because they're just stuck in that little prophetic bubble. You know, somebody got to b- blow a shofar. Somebody got to wave a flag and somebody got to go, oh, let saith the Lord. And that, that's just what they think. That's, but most of them, we're prophesying here all the time and they don't even p- pick up on it. Because it doesn't come in their little prophetic package or what they think prophecy is. We're not a prophetic enough church. We're more prophetic than the so called prophetic churches. Because I've been literally prophesying for the last hour. But it just people don't understand that. Because they just think that prophecy is, thus saith the Lord, hey, he hitherto, hitherto, hey, 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 hey. Oh, oh. I mean, whatever. And they'll hither to thither to and for five minutes and never say anything they're like the kamala harris of prophecy today we're here because it's today and tomorrow we'll be here because it's tomorrow and tomorrow will be today will be yesterday and What did you say? Nothing. She said nothing. <laughs> but he who prophesies edifies the church. Look at this word. He who speaks in a tongue edifies and improves himself. How many of you need some improvement? Praying tongues. And look at this. This is the kicker right here. Verse 5. I wish you all spoke with tongues. But even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Why? Because tongues edifies you. Prophecy edifies the church. Unless indeed he interprets, then the church may receive edification. So, I wish you all spoke with tongues. Let me just go down here to this one here. Verse 14, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So again, here's either you live by revelation or you live by information. Information is in your mind, revelation is in your spirit. Praying in tongues is praying in the spirit. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit. I will also pray with the understanding. Now, if you have understanding, you can pray. That means if your mind is renewed, you understand. God's will and purpose you can pray in English you can pray Spanish whatever your language is but if you don't have understanding that you just pray in tongues until you get understanding I'll sing with the spirit I will also sing with the understanding that's what we do we sing in the spirit Otherwise if you're blessed with the spirit How will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you say? For indeed, give thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than all of you. So Paul was a tongue talker, more than all of them. No wonder he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Why? Because he had more revelation than all the others. So he was definitely one that believed in praying in tongues like more than everybody. But that it says, yet in church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may reach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. Because if I just stood here for one hour, spoke in tongues, everybody just look at me. I've edified myself, but I didn't edify you. This is not a prayer meeting tonight. In prayer meeting, we just come Tuesday night, we pray in tongues. It's a prayer meeting, but tonight is not a prayer meeting. It's a preaching meeting. I'm preaching. If I'm preaching, then people need to have understanding. Hallelujah. So commit to praying in tongues. All the things that I shared with you and how the Lord's led me in many different areas is just because I prayed in tongues. Pastor, I don't know what to do. Pray in tongues. Until you know what to do, don't go making a decision without having revelation. You'll make the wrong decision. Don't make decisions to please other people. Make a decision to please the Lord. And in order to please the Lord, you have to hear from Him. So pray in tongues. Edify your spirit. Jude 20 says, build up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. Praying in tongues equals praying in the spirit. So your faith will actually grow when you pray in tongues. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.